Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. And uh, yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thank you all for the uh, kind comments and messages yesterday on the loss of Isabel. My mom said I made her cry. Um, didn't mean to make people cry, but uh, yeah, hard to let go of our animal companions, right? So um, I was not productive yesterday. I had hoped that if I waited a day to like post to social media and so forth about Isabel, that I would be buffered, but instead, like having all of the outpouring of support just uh, had me kind of simmering in the grief, which is probably good because uh, many of you know, I'm a fan of feeling the emotion that you let feel it and then you let it pass through you. Uh, not good to restrain our emotions. Bottling them up leads to trouble. So, um, so yeah. Um, and then the other thing that happened yesterday is, uh, I have mentioned before on here a couple of times about my friend, Robin Perini in Albuquerque, a wonderful author of romantic suspense, fabulous person all around, uh, who went into the hospital before Christmas with pneumonia, not COVID apparently but she's had pneumonia many many times and her lungs are scarred from it and so she went into the hospital and they um she was unconscious and they decided to keep her unconscious to try to let her body heal because her organs were shutting down and they had her on dialysis and so forth and anyway uh yesterday her family made the decision to take her off life support so it's sad news week. Uh, if you're here for um, perky thoughts, I apologize. Uh, it has not been much of a perky thought week. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, uh, we'll be waiting to hear on Robin's, um, I assume they'll do some sort of memorial or funeral and I'll, I'll go to that. I think tomorrow on a, I don't know. I, I would like to post something up about her, but maybe we'll wait until there's an obituary to link to and so forth. But um, yeah, Dorinda and I were on Zoom together working um, and she knows Robin well too. So we were just sad together, sad together about it. And this, and Robin is, is my age, but my, and, and Dorinda, Dorinda's a year older than I am, which I think is important to remember that, uh, Dorinda says that as the elder, she has seniority. I think it just makes her, um, crotchety, but whatever. So, um, yeah, very hard to say goodbye to someone whose life is cut short in this way. Um. Uh, 
just just wrong. Uh, is death ever right? I guess it is. I do think it is. Um, with Isabel, you know, she had been deaf and was pretty much blind. And, you know, our, our bodies give out, you know, the mortal, the mortal flesh is frail, right? Which I think is probably a theme in a lot of my books. I almost always have magical healing in my books uh, <laughs> for, for good reasons, right? Uh, yeah. I, I had a conversation with Nedia Korafor once when she was here visiting Santa Fe and Nettie asked me, I'm, I'm thinking how the uh, transcript won't like that. Oh, hang on. We have to let in the little monster. I'm just going to leave the video on to let in the little monster. I guess I hallucinated it. He's asleep. Um, oh, so anyway, uh, Nettie asked me if I could have any superpower, what it would be, because this is the kinds of conversations that fantasy authors have, apparently. And uh, she said that for her, that she would want to be able to fly. And I said, I would want to be able to, to heal anybody. I want to have healing powers that I could heal any disease or wound. And she said, but that would lead to chaos because then everybody would live forever. And, and I said, I don't care. <laughs> I said, I would still want that. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and I would use it indiscriminately. I would be a terrible superhero because I would heal everybody all the time to the best of my ability, which is probably why it shows up in my stories a lot. And interestingly, when I was in Kauai and having um, conversations with folks, Alex Guerovich said that he thought that immortality was achievable, that we would eventually science would have it so that our bodies would not give out and that we would live forever. Um, and I said, well, would you want to live forever? And he said, absolutely. Everybody wants to live forever. And I said, I don't know if I want to. And, and I said something about the carrying capacity of Earth. And he said, well, that's actually not a real thing that, that, that wouldn't be a problem, but I don't think we ever got into the explanation of why he believes it would not be a problem. But I don't know. What do you all think? I don't think we are meant to inhabit, um, mortal flesh indefinitely, but then I have a lot of, um, spiritual ideas, um, which I think actually Alex does not. I think I asked him if he believed in, that we transcend death, that there is anything left of us after death, and he thinks not. But I, I do, I think, I, I believe in reincarnation. I believe we move on through multiple lives, and I don't think that it would be interesting to write this story, right? You know, where science achieves immortality, but how does the, uh, I don't know, the universe, the, the triumph of the spirit overcome that? It would be difficult to make people entirely immortal. You could, you know, make the flesh so that it is, um, renews itself, you know, so that we don't age or get diseases, but you know, you can't stop stuff from like, you know, if you, if there's a fire and you burn up in a fire, 
actually Tanith Lee wrote a really cool set of stories. Um, I'm looking to see if it's on my shelf. It's like drinking sapphire wine was one of them where basically people could move their spirits from body to body. And it was, it was a cool premise. All of her stories were so great. And unfortunately she died that we would have liked to have kept her alive that way. Wouldn't we? Uh, yeah. So the other thing that happened yesterday, and perhaps it was part of my, um, mental wandering because I was not focusing on the book. Well, and sometimes I think these days are, are meant, you know, that we don't necessarily, that sometimes excursions really help feed into the books and the story. Um, I was just thinking about, um, yeah, that there's back to the idea that I was talking about yesterday about writing faster, writing slow. And I was just looking up, I appreciated the comment from, um, Briar Bramble Rose is your username. Thank you very much. I hadn't replied yet, but I like that. Um, I think that it is true. Uh, she commented that she thinks if she might, if she had slowed down, she might've had to do less work. Have, let's see, let me, let me quote exactly. But I think if I had slowed down, I might've less work to do for my second draft. Sometimes writing slower improves my prose, but sometimes so does writing longhand. Grace Draven writes longhand, um, and then types it in and I just can't even. <laughs> But for me, I just, I love being able to get that flow, but I haven't got it as much lately. So I don't know, maybe I'm in a different place. Uh, Briar Bramble Rose also had an excellent suggestion on the Tarot question. I thought it was, thought you had very good uh, suggestions to buy a new book and just put the new, a new deck, sorry, and put the new deck sun in my old one. So that would sort of keep the energy of the old deck or I could make my own son out of cardstock and laminated. I thought that was smart too. So, um, or I could keep using the deck as is. I'm trying to decide if I really want to try to look for this sun card. <laughs> I, I used a pendulum and I don't know if, if it's true or not, but the pendulum thinks that the sun cards like under these bookshelves, uh, it might be much easier just to <laughs> buy a, uh, a new deck and use that card, but I do like that idea. So thank you very much for the suggestion. So in some of my wandering yesterday, uh, I was looking at uh, sort of one thing led to another as these things do. And I found out that a friend of mine had a Tumblr account, uh, one that they haven't used in some time, because I think we all, left Tumblr in a mass exodus, right? Uh, I had, and I was reminded, I mean, I knew vaguely that it was there, but I hadn't thought about it for a very long time. I said, I used to have this naughty Tumblr called Jeffy's Closet and I'll link to it, but you'd have to like log in and accept the mature content warning on it. I just kind of thought that it would be totally gutted because when Tumblr went to, you know, no, no mature content, no dirty images. I thought they purged everything, but it's actually all still there. 
um, a lot of the posts show as being hidden because of community guidelines. So I think to see it at all, you have to log in and accept the mature content warning. Warning. Uh, and then there's a lot of posts on there that you can't see it all anymore. But I last posted to it at the end of 2017. And so it was interesting to think about that and to go back through and uh, revisit these images. I used to cross post to Twitter and I had the hashtag Mastering Monday. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of like kinky sex images. And I had so much fun doing that. And I had that, you know, people would follow the hashtag. But I was thinking about why did I stop posting to it? Partly was Tumblr going to this mature content guidelines thing. Uh, which killed Tumblr, right? <laughs> it was like, that was why we were on Tumblr. Uh, and then the other thing that happened, you know, it's just been an interesting six or seven years, hasn't it? And I hadn't thought about it in these terms at all. But, you know, one of the things that happened was <laughs> Trump was elected in 2016 which was, you know, just emotionally devastating, particularly with the stuff that happened around me too and his sexual aggression and all of that. Uh, we watched the movie last night, she said, and I'll link to that too, because um, in fact, let me, so she said is just a really well done movie. I enjoyed it very much with Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan they did such a great job. Uh, and it's about the New York Times story to expose Harvey Weinstein and, and how that set off a lot of the Me Too movement. And they start the movie with Zoe Kazan. And I don't know if it's Carrie Mulligan too, but um, at any rate, investigating Trump and the allegations and getting women to go on the record and how he got elected president anyway. And I just remember how awful that was. And then that Harvey Weinstein being, uh, you know, exposed was like the <laughs> exposed was the only, um, only story or like one of the few to eclipse the pandemic that that all of that going down but um i remember in those days of, of that all that stuff with trump um it was no longer sexy to me you know the girls in chains was no longer fun it, it became just awful it just became too much and so yeah by the end of 2017 i just stopped posting to the thing uh and it was fun to go back at the images and sort of rediscover what's sexy about them but for those of you who know me only through my uh fantasy romance uh persona identity brand uh yeah you know back in the day when i first started i wrote a lot of contemporary BDSM romance and I've been republishing those. So now I've got out uh, five golden rings, sapphire and platinum because I got the rights back on those and uh, Ruby will be out in a couple of weeks. So it's kind of fun that those are uh, out there for me again. They've, they've been out there all this time, but uh, 
you know, of course, they're mature content, so they won't come up easily, but you can find them on my website and so forth. And they're linked in the show notes. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I have three more uh, full-length novels that I'll get out there and get those republished. So, so yeah, um, just kind of funny to think about how much has changed uh, the or where I've been the last six or seven years. And it's, it's interesting to me that it is such a watermark because, you know, the Chinese very much believe in that your body renews itself every seven years. And so that every um, seventh birthday is a significant one. So 2016 was the year that I turned 50. And, uh, and I, I've had, an, obviously, I'm not saying this very articulately, a number of seven birthdays, but uh, the earrings I'm wearing today, these are seven pearls of varying sizes. And David gave me these to me a long time ago, possibly for my 28th birthday, possibly for my 35th birthday, something like that. Multiples, multiples of the, the sevens. Uh, Oh, so I got it wrong, right? It's not 2016. Hang on, I have to think. Right, so actually 49 would have been, so 2015. But that was still a watershed year. I was just thinking in terms of 50 years from, from 1966. Math. Um, but anyway, it's... You know, this, this last year, 56, is of course a multiple of 7. And I was kind of aware of that at the time, but maybe not really marking it as I should. But at any rate, I'm sort of at this place where I'm looking back at the last seven years or so. And it's it's been, I don't know, a lot has happened. A whole lot has happened for me in these last seven years. And I changed directions on things and I hadn't thought about stuff like my my tumbler jeffy's closet so anyway it's interesting to revisit this stuff i appear to be in a reflective mood lately but at any rate thank you all for the kind comments um you know go read a robin perini book and i will talk to you all on thursday you all take care bye bye